0: Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate & Ignite with your host, Lori Jones.
1: Welcome to the Integrate & Ignite podcast. Mickey Kennedy is the founder and president of E Releases, the small business leader for press release distribution, now celebrating 22 years in business. He is an expert in helping small businesses, authors, and startups increase their visibility and credibility. Mickey founded eReleases after realizing that small businesses desperately need a press release service they can afford. E-Releases give small businesses access to the media and to the national newswire, all with a personal touch. Though E-Releases works with big names now, the spirit of Mickey's original intent has not changed. Welcome to Integrate and Ignite, Mickey.
0: Glad to be here.
1: Well, I tell you, I'm excited to have you here too. And I love this idea. Um, You know, any brand out there that is implementing an owned, earned, paid um, and shared approach absolutely needs to know about this. And if you are only engaged as a lot of brands are with more shared or earned approaches, this becomes uh, content that you definitely want to tune into and listen to today. We're going to talk about PR strategy beyond the typical news release. Before we get there, Mickey, tell us a little bit more about your journey.
0: Well, um, I started out uh, almost 25 years ago uh, working for a telecom startup, and I sent out press releases for them via fax. And our state-of-the-art fax machine held 100 contacts, so (laughs) I would... I would program 100 numbers, hit send. It would take all day. The next day, I'd delete those numbers, and I think I had to put 80 or 90 more back in because our Uh. list was 180 or 90. But we started to get phone calls from journalists because we were publishing telecom statistics to uh, just email the Word document over. So that's when the light bulb went off, and I said email seems to be a natural progression uh, as far as being able to communicate with journalists. And so I spent about a year contacting journalists uh, and asking them if I could just email mail them, uh, relevant press releases. And the majority said, yes, I launched, uh, it's going on almost 23 years ago with uh, about 10,000 journalists in my database, and that that's where it all started. Over the years, PR Newswire reached out to me and said, "Hey, you should also uh, send your releases through us." And I pointed out that they charge a thousand dollars to move a national press release, and my clients are paying me just a couple hundred dollars. So um, we ended up trying to find a win-win uh, for us. We noticed that they. Uh, have an editorial team overnight that doesn't do very much. So we set up all of our press releases for next day distribution so that they can work on those after hours so it's not additional labor for them. And uh, that's sort of how we crafted it. So all the releases that go out through e-releases get a custom national distribution over PR Newswire. And again, it's just a couple hundred dollars for a press release as opposed to paying much more for just um, Newswire only distribution.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. And I think one of the key um, questions people ask themselves is when is a release worthy of the wire and when should you just direct pitch?
0: Right. So I always recommend direct pitches for things that are like most personnel and hiring type things. Um, You know, the notable exception being if you've got a major coup because the president of the company that um, just started is, you know, someone who's really recognized in the industry, that would be an exception. But most of the personnel and hiring press releases that we get – I would say 95% of them don't meet that threshold. So those would be better suited for sending to your local media, uh, as well as sending to uh, a few key trade publications, contacts that hopefully you've curated and built up over the years.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. And and a lot of people look at PR or the Newswire services, it could be Business Wire, PR Newswire, or E-Newswire, they look at it as though it just provides them Google juice. But in fact, it's a waste of money because they're not going to gain the coverage ultimately that they need to.
0: Well, I mean, it depends. If the newsworthiness of the release that you're issuing is there, Uh, I find that the news wires can be very useful. Um, We did a release last year for Dining Bond Initiative. It was something to help out during the pandemic. Basically, it was a way for people to uh, identify their local restaurants that they wanted to help, and it would put them together and uh, secure them basically gift certificate type status, and the money would go directly to that local restaurant immediately. We quit counting after 150 uh, news sources. Um, It was the Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, Barron's, all of the food uh, magazines and trade publications picked it up. And that was just uh, one release that went through us and went out over the newswire. Now, you know, it was at a time where there wasn't a lot of positive news. So it was sort of in a vacuum and it did very well. Um, it did have a very high threshold for newsworthiness. But, you know, that is the value of being able to send something broadly because if you had just pitched that, you would have never gotten, you know, that wide of a dist- distribution and that many places to pick it up.
1: Right. Um, I-, I think a lot of times it's knowing what is newsworthy and what's not, right?
0: Exactly. And, uh, you know, I put together recently a free masterclass for my customers to try and teach them the difference of what's strategic and what is Newswire worthy. And, uh, you know, so far I've, I've My customers are very reluctant to take the class. I've only managed to get like a couple hundred uh, so far to do so out of like 4,000 active customers. But, you know, it is something that anybody could strategically do. You know, one of the first uh, ones that I talk about in the master class is data, statistics, numbers. The media loves that. So, uh, for example, you can put together a a study or survey. Uh, We had a, a local auto repair shop, in Pennsylvania. And uh, they were looking just to get links from auto industry trade publications. And someone had suggested PR as a way to do it. And I told them the only way to really guarantee that would be to put together a really great survey. I put them in touch with the Independent Trade Association for Auto Repair Shops. Um, they said, yes, they'll send that survey to their members. 800 and some completed the survey. And then they did the release publishing the results. They mentioned the trade associations. So that's a win-win for both parties. And the smaller independent trade associations love to do stuff like this because they like to get their name out there and things like that. Um, So one of the questions that I encourage that they do in the survey is always throw in a couple oddball questions in the survey. It may not come to anything, but in this case, um, it it went very viral. It was uh, the question was what's the strangest thing a customers left in their car, and it was <laughs> an open. It was an open field where people That's just fun. entered stuff, and the the media just loved it. I mean, there was like a boa constrictor. Uh, there was a call saying we left grandma in the car, and uh, like, there's nobody in the car, and they're like, well, she's in an urn in the back, and we have to get her for the memorial coming up this evening. So it was stories like that that really resonated. They were you know very human interest you know, funds, a fun little, uh, quirky things. And, uh, it ended up getting almost 10 auto trade publications picked it up, several uh, newspapers picked it up, and their goal was a new website to get found and searched. And within three months, uh, you know, they were the number one in their area for that. And it, it worked very well. And that's just a local auto repair shop there. You know, I can't think of a company that's probably less newsworthy than that. And they were able to command that newsworthiness by just becoming the author of a study and and publishing numbers and statistics.
1: You know, and, and but what what it boils down to is creativity and even differentiation, right? I, even the, the reporters out there they get bored. And what is it that that we can push out as marketers that's going to lend some excitement not only to their day but knowing that it's something that would lighten up the day of um, of their audience and and especially now, right? There's so much heaviness within the news. Um, within trade journals. um, And to be able to provide a little spark of energy and uh, humor uh, to someone's day, I think is very, very meaningful.
0: Right. Another thing that I came up with in the masterclass um, is based off another client. And that is where we sort of analyzed a blind spot in their industry. They were a local carpet company in New Jersey, the moment they said that they wanted to work with me, I told them I didn't think it was going to work. But they said, we have budget for a yearly campaign of one press release a month. So after five months, I felt really guilty taking their money and nothing happening. And so we did a brainstorm over the phone. And it came up that in their industry, no one talks about marketing, but that's the biggest problem for local carpet places is uh, dealing with competition from the big box home improvement stores and how you differentiate yourself in the marketplace. And so uh, they put together a press release that basically just talked about how they market against Home Depot and Lowe's and how they differentiate themselves. And it got picked up in almost 10 uh, floor trade publications. And uh, uh, we continued to Talk about marketing. And altogether, we got about 25 to 30 clips over a six month period of them talking about marketing. It also got picked up in their local newspaper once and a local uh, New Jersey uh, magazine. And what they did is they put that together, all these clips, they called it the big brag book. And whenever they gave someone a quote in their home, they would take that book and they would just skim through it with them showing that they've been picked up in floor Trade weekly, this publication and this publication. And, uh, you know, and then they did the same pitch. They always did saying that, you know, our installers are salaried. Uh, you don't have to come back in six months to a year and restretch the carpet. Cause we do it right in the beginning. And, uh, they started to convert almost 20% greater after incorporating that brag book of clips with them. So, you know, that worked really well for them. And that's another y- way in which you can use PR and earned media as a, as a tool to help you uh, close more sales.
1: Well, and, and I was going to bring up, I mean, that is where the rubber meets the road, right? That is why, uh, you know, we're an integrated firm. So we integrate owned, earned, shared, and paid But the earned side of things is a very, very important aspect to ultimately, you know, just imagine if you've got, we we talk a lot about unicorns, right? Without an ongoing PR strategy, you are simply creating a unicorn um, of information within a given week or a given month, and it goes right back down. You need that consistency, Um, with PR, which you're talking about to ultimately create less valleys in between the uniform, you you know, the hits, the unicorns of of those hits. And that's where a fully integrated approach comes into play. Um, you know, smoothing that out so that the unicorns become really the explanation point to the overall strategy, or if you can only afford an ongoing PR, um, and shared strategy, perhaps it becomes really the longevity or, um, the ongoing exposure, uh, that really does help amplify your brand. But if it isn't working sales, if it's not hitting the, the bottom line like that, then it's not worth it.
0: Exactly. And, you know, one of the things that I always encourage people is not to do PR Uh, in a silo. Uh, Once you've got the release out, share it with your customers, share it with your vendors, put it on your social media. As you get clips, share that. I've had people who said they they issued a press release, they shared it with their customers and leads. And one of uh, their bankers who had just told them that they couldn't expand their loan or credit that they had, and they had asked for uh, an increase, uh, they had said no. And he, uh, the banker immediately contacted him after seeing the press release and just said, you know, I've rethought this, and I think that oh, we can give you great. an additional percent. And stories like that just happen all the time, you know, because it shows that you're very serious about your messaging. Uh, you, there's a, a professionalism that takes place when you're sharing something. And if it's an, uh, you know, if If it truly is a newsworthy milestone, you know, people want to celebrate with you. And, you know, that's something that you should just naturally be doing. I know that a lot of my customers tend to create everything in segments. And so, you know, they're pitching one thing to the media and they're really not letting that story resonate with their customers or other leads or even incorporating it into their social media. And these are just lost opportunities.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, and and the key benefit here is credibility, right? Um, when ultimately you push out that story with a third party validator, the credibility that a brand achieves is, um, you know, it, it truly is priceless. Hopefully it's good news. Right. <laughs> So, and I think a lot of times what happens is, you know, people stop at a newspaper or a TV station. Um, They don't think about influencers, trade publications, bloggers, so on and so forth as a part of their PR strategy.
0: Exactly. I mean, you know, take, for example, Instagram and fashion. Uh, I, I haven't seen a social media channel that works so well together. And if you sort of ignore that in your PR and marketing efforts, you're you're really, you know, selling yourself short because um, I, I think that the Spokes of influence are growing and there's so many opportunities in so many different directions. And I think it's a very exciting time uh, as, you know, things are expanding to more video. uh, There's so many different social media avenues to reach people and people are sort of naturally sort of self segmenting themselves out there in lots of different places. And all of these are opportunities for you to sort of, you know, reach someone and get your message heard and shared.
1: And, and you love this concept of a milestone release. Explain that to us.
0: Well, I think that if you look at anything that your business is doing, there are milestones. So it might be a new product. Um, it could be a refresh of the product. It could be, uh, you know, a uh, you know, thousandth customer. There's there's lots of different things that just happen uh, naturally in the, in the day-to-day progress of a business that, that are worth celebrating. And I feel like um, you should do an inventory and get that messaging out there. It may not be worthy of uh, paying for a press release to go over the newswire. Um, and, and that's a balancing act of figuring what that is. But if you can sort of craft the release and the story so that it's uh, potentially of interest to an audience, a journalist will want to share it with their readers or viewers. And so, you know, that's the magic formula. So many people approach this as uh, we really want to get attention for us and I want to get this uh, message out. And they sort of put a disconnect of, well, how can this message be um, changed or revised or improved so that it would really speak to uh, a reader or a viewer?
1: So let's stay on that topic for a second. What is it? We talked a little bit about this, but let's get more specific. What is it from your perspective that would provide an editor, uh, you know, a producer, a reason not to even look at or consider a story?
0: Think when it's very um, egocentric, where it, it, it's it's like almost like a brag or or something like that. I, I, I've I've seen these releases, and when I look at the headline and the opening, I, I just cringe a little because it's just a little over the top. Um, I and you know it's one of those things that I, I see uh, often, and often they don't do very well. You know, the the media doesn't like it is 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 what i see yeah. and so i think that you have to approach it humble you do want to brag and position yourself best but you know sometimes if you amp it up too much and you layer the jargon and a lot of that stuff it can come across as being a little you know trying a little too hard
1: Yeah, I'm going to give you all a a quick story. Um, We were launching a new product, a a very novel approach to safety, um, self-safety. In New York City, we were on a national uh, media tour, and we actually wrapped a semi-trailer. We were having uh, reporters come in and demo the product, so on and so forth. Very, very integrated approach. To not only branding and a product launch, um, but the news, you know, the the earned and and the shared components and uh, some paid that that surrounded it. So I had been pitching the Today Show and um, we wanted to bring this trailer over to their block and demo everything right then and there for them. And I had a conversation with the morning producer, you know, Mm -hmm. leading up to the event, of course. And once we arrived, um, was continuing to pitch him. And ultimately, it came down to him feeling that my pitch was too promotional. Mm. And it was one of the most valuable lessons that I have ever learned in my 31 years in in marketing. And I think people, it it ties into what you've just said, right, Nikki? I I think um, people get so entrenched That this product or this solution is just the savior, you know, the be all to whatever it is, whatever problem they're solving. That they become too promotional and less true news centric.
0: Right. I mean, there's a reason that so many people don't date well on apps and uh, uh, different things like that because there's something about it where. The promoting of themselves, it just it doesn't seem natural and fluidic and it's just as stilted and it's uncomfortable for everyone involved. And yet, you know, when they're out with friends or they're introduced to someone else, you know, it it, it naturally they meet someone and it works out. And I think that there are people like that in their approaches to PR and media as well. And they don't know how to help themselves, but to come across as a little bit too desperate, a little too promotional, and it just sort of comes across as not genuine. And, you know, there's, there's a real disconnect there. And, uh, it's easy to sort of see those types of press releases out there and the people who just amp up the, the intensity on it. And, and I, I try to avoid people like that or try to couch them into something that's a little more, uh, safe for issuing over the newswire.
1: Yeah, I love it. So we've talked about um, milestone sort of releases. We've talked about, you know, research-based feedback releases, you know, which is, you know, an A-list or the top 10 places to visit, uh, that sort of stuff. Um, Bulleted information, we know that the media loves it. They can turn it into um, a really cool story idea. Another thing that we believe, especially in a lot of B2B arenas it is a very, very strong approach is thought leadership. Give us your POV, if you would, on thought leadership as it relates to items that truly are newsworthy.
0: Well, I think that for me, I work with a lot of small businesses and it's very difficult for them to sort of approach um, the idea of, of being a thought leader or an expert in their industry. Uh, but it is something that once I broach it with them and walk them through it, some are comfortable with and some are not. Uh, And I I think that at the end of the day, you know, the leadership quality has to be there, but uh, it is something where if you're willing to get out there and put a position um, in the industry that's trending, or even more importantly, I I always recommend if you have a contrarian thought of something that's trending in your industry, uh, as long as it doesn't alienate you from your own customer base, and doesn't jeopardize that, then I would strongly try to get that out there as well. Um, I find that the media is often publishing the trending um, opinion, and it's harder to sort of attach yourself to a story uh, like that because there's so many people competing with the same ideas. Uh, But if you are sort of a contrarian and you're pointing out the cons on a position, you can get picked up in a lot of stories as just being the alternate viewpoint or a, a different perspective on something that's trending.
1: And, and a lot of it has to do with expert positioning, right? Uh, so developing those relationships with the, the reporters so that the brand that you're working on, not only are we pushing out you know content and news items that are focused around that thought leadership strategy, but to become an expert within a story that the news media might be writing is also a real coup when it comes to thought leadership.
0: Exactly. I I go back to my working for that uh, telecom startup uh, 25 years ago. Um, There was a telecom analyst In um, I think he was in London, and he was in almost every telecom article out there. Uh, There was a quote by him. And one of the things that he did is he had right on his website, uh, if there were rumored alliances or a merger or something on the horizon and it hadn't been finalized, he would go ahead and put uh, his uh, quotes out there. Often negative about the, uh, the the partnerships because the press releases that go out by the telecom companies are always positive and how this merger is great. And at the time we were going through a big consolidation in the telecom world, and so he would be out there with these ready-made cut-and-paste quotes for the media, and they they use them, and not just small publications, The Economist, uh, Newsweek, uh, all the major publications, Wall Street Journal, Barrons. They, they just love to have his his uh, quotes because he was he was ready with them. And they sort of filled the vacuum of we already have the positive news that's coming from the press releases uh, from these you know, telecom giants who's out there putting this in perspective of what's really going on and how this may not be so good as uh, everyone's saying.
1: Yeah, it's truly brilliant. And I I don't want to open up a can of worms with this, but there's also negative news, right? And, you know, sometimes the best news or or the best story can be a negative that you turn into a positive. Um, Talk to us a little bit about how we ultimately overcome um, some of the negative news that might be out there.
0: Well, I think that if you are... The subject of the negative news, that's that's one thing. But, you know, there's also like trending stuff that happens that's got a negative um, sentiment with it. And uh, I think that if you just approach these types of things as level headed with rational reasoning through the problem and assess the situation and have maybe some concrete solutions that you can list that's that's a great way i think to stand out uh, particularly within your industry Uh, there are industries that just get beaten down at times and for whatever reason you know they're facing challenges and if you're someone there who's analyzing it providing a really great quote uh, and also some possible solutions and are looking forward you know that's a great way to basically control the messaging in all the different avenues in which a journalist might write a story. Their journalists might take the approach of just, you know, focusing on the negative only, and you're, you're, you're there, but they may want something more holistic where they're, you know, capturing both, uh, you know, what's going on and where the future lies, and, and you, you're there with those ready-made quotes and talking about the situation.
1: Yeah, and that is a well having a well equipped toolbox as well on the ready. You know, being ready to go to market and not taking five days ultimately to respond because by that time it is truly old news, which a lot of people don't understand. You need that team surrounding you that is in the know, that is constantly sniffing um, ideas and thoughts and what's happening in the market out to respond in a very very timely fashion. Exactly. So key takeaways, Mickey, Um, so our listeners, as you know, uh, some of them could be starting a new business. Some of them are, uh, you know, have marketing directors on their teams and they're very, very sophisticated. What is a key takeaway that you can share with us today surrounding your experience with marketing that if it was just one final piece of advice you'd provide our listeners today, what would that key takeaway or that advice be?
0: I would say to stretch yourself in all different aspects of your business. You know, stretch yourself to be a thought leader, stretch your uh, ideas for a press release to be a little more strategic and newsworthy. Um, you know, stretch yourself as far as facilitating relationships. You may not consider yourself the greatest networker, but if you put in a little bit of homework and reach out to uh, key local media, as well as key trade publications, you yourselves can sort of start building these bridges and relationships that will come to fruition later down the road when you have something to share with them.
1: I love it. It's all about credibility, attracting that target market, and really building your brand image. Mickey, thank you so much for your appearance on the Integrate and Ignite podcast.
0: Thank you. This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to avocetcommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite podcast.